Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And we are talking about communicating with animals, our beloved pets to figure out what is occurring on an emotional level and actually how we can heal ourselves. My guest today is a pet psychic and clairvoyant, and she is here with us today to bring us messages to help us decode what our pets are saying and even talk about how we too can communicate with animals. Let's welcome Cherie Virginie to Quantum Conversations. Welcome back to the show, Cherie. Well, hello. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here again. Yes, I do want to make a mention that you are Judy Callie's daughter and gifted in psychic ability, just like our beloved Judy. And it's amazing to have you here because you've got a special talent, and this is communicating with animals. You help people all over the world with emotional or behavioral problems with their pets and understanding them. And it really is beautiful because you say that animals really take us to a deep space inside of ourselves. So share with us what you mean by that. Well, you know, when, when we live with an animal or when, whether we, when we interact with an animal, they, they touch such a deep place in our soul by the unconditional love and the compassion that we feel when we interact with them that it it allows us to make a choice to follow love or follow fear. And, you know, they will let us know very, very quickly if we're not coming from love. And we, we will see it um, in how they mirror what's going on within us. But just just to be in the presence of them and to to see and to uh, be aware of the wisdom that they come to the planet with is just an honor. It really is such an honor. It is. And so we thank you for uh, uh, tapping into your abilities so well and for showing all of us 
how to do it as well. Love and compassion, that's what they show us, that we can either follow that or follow fear. And I know that we can each look back in our life and see maybe when we were angry or there was a discussion in the house that got a little heated, the dog would slink away or the cat would um, slink away. Or even when we are in a place of perhaps, let's say, despair or depression or feeling a little bit down. Interesting how the animals come and they literally be near us. I heard someone say the other day, cat you puncture, where cats will come and they need their paws into you and they're actually giving you energy right there. So um, share a little bit about that, a little bit more on this. So, you know, they they have this wonderful ability to really know what our soul needs and what can bring us back to a place of inner peace, calm and being grounded and centered. Because, you know, they are very present and in the moment. And if we get in our heads and we get too far ahead or too too far behind, they will lovingly guide us right back to being in that moment. And being in our heart, and it's just such a beautiful experience. We just have to kind of pay attention and observe what the animal is doing. We can always tell that they're always present and in the moment as much as possible. If they're not, we need to look at what we're doing because they're mirroring us. Okay. Well, the best way to illustrate this is to interact with our audience. So there's a couple of questions coming in over the Q&A box. That's fine. Cherie can answer to that. And then if we do speak to your question, uh, please respond and give us some feedback, too. That's always helpful. And if you'd like to join us by web call, go back to the page the web page and just click web call that interfaces with your computer it's just like Skype and you can uh, raise your hand and we can interact with you by voice also if you're on the phone star 2 allows you to interact or raise your hand so we can call on you let's first go to Albuquerque New Mexico and it looks like Marjorie hello is hi Marjorie? there hi Hi, Marjorie. Hi. I I am very excited to be able to get on. Um, I have a kitty that she's extremely heavy. I've never had a heavy cat in my life. And I don't think there's anything physically wrong with her other than the fact that she's extremely heavy. And I kind of get the feeling that it's if I'm the biggest cat, I'm the queen cat. I think it's kind of what's going on in her head. Okay, you want me to ask her? Yes, please. Okay, tell me her name. Her name is Dusty Ann. Dusty Ann. Okay, and how old is she? She's 12. Okay, okay. And she's been overweight most of her life? Oh, yeah. she's She's been a big okay. cat from day one. Okay, hold on just a minute. Uh, she she likes the way it feels. She okay. likes she likes that feeling of being in a bigger body. To her, it it just feels like like she said it brings her to a more loving place. It brings her to a place of power, like you said. And she said, you know what? 
I think I look better this way. <laughs> well, she is a gorgeous cat, so. Yeah, well, she knows it, and she should, right? She should She should own it, and she is. She's saying, yeah, I, I just feel better this way. Okay. <laughs> because I know my vet fusses, and she keeps saying, you really need to get four pounds off her, and it's like, I'm doing everything I know how to do, and she's and, not. And you, you won't be able to. You won't be okay. able to because this this is how she wants it to be, so she will always maintain this weight. Okay. Yeah, that's so what I, I would try. <laughs> that's good. So wear it well, sister. You say to the cat, right? She's wearing it well. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. She, you know, like I said, she's gorgeous and she's a therapy cat, and she's big enough that even people who are a little, uh, their hand-eye coordination is very good. If they thump her, they're not going to hurt her. Oh, okay. Nice. That's why she likes it. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We're going to go up to Elkert, Indiana. Uh, Last numbers of the cell phone is 7483. Hi, you're unmuted. What's your name, please? Hi, this is John. Hi, John. Do you have a question for Cherie? Yeah, I sure do. Thank you. Um, so I have a cat that I brought um, from Utah all the way back to Indiana here. And I've, I think she's probably around eight years old. But she has these terrible eye problems that I just can't um, figure out how to treat. And then she she stays in the basement with me, but she doesn't like to be in there anymore. And she just runs out. And um, she does weird stuff like she lived on a tiny little ledge on the stairs for like a couple months and she she would even fall asleep up there and just fall off and I had to build like a little kitty swing there just to keep her up there and I had to feed her up there and I'm sure she just ran off to use the litter box but that's it so I'd really like to know what's going on with her so I can make her feel oh, better yeah what's her name her name is Dr. Jekyll Dr. Jekyll okay well Dr. the name in itself right I mean that um right. that that leads itself to some some yeah very strange behavior. Okay, hold on just a minute. Yeah. I I call her a different name nowadays, but that was her what, original. What name do you call her? Uh Beanie. Just like okay. my nickname. Hold on a minute. Yeah. Okay. So so the first thing is, you know, there is there is some some sight deprivation here. Um, so I don't know if you know this, but the when she's when she's looking to the side, there's some limited vision there. Um, so okay. a lot of what she's doing is because she can't really properly see very clearly sometimes, and this is um, one of the problems in in the basement. Okay, because her eyes are all Hold like just... um, she digs at them. And she just yeah, they're, they're, them pain, up, you know, they're, they're I... really painful. Yeah. Has she been tested for like glaucoma or something? Because her eyes are very painful. Um, well, I just took her in and I thought it was, you know, just a bacterial infection. They're all like raw and red around the eyes. And that's what I can't figure ah. out what's wrong with her. Ah, okay. Hold on. Let me find out. Let me find out if she knows if it's what's going on. Hold on. She thinks that it's an allergy from food. Okay, that's what I've been trying to change her food. 
and I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what 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 protein here. source is is her food? What's the protein source? Is it chicken? Is it beef? Is it salmon? What is it? Oh, I I've tried so many different ones. I I don't know. Um, and I tried to change the company, like the brand and everything. I'm not sure what works yeah. best for her, what she'd like. So, One thing I might try is just a, a freeze-dried raw, and I probably would try like a like a rabbit or a lamb. Okay. Yeah. And uh, um, do you so think like her dry, kind of lo- dry food? Um. I probably would put her like on a freeze dried where you could ha- serve it dry or you could serve it wet. Um, but this oh, okay. feels like this is an allergy. And if you go to like a freeze dried raw, it's a limited ingredient. You can kind of tell very quickly what's going on and what she is allergic to. Okay. That was that's kind of what I was thinking. I just didn't know what, couldn't quite figure it out. Yeah, that's, okay, that's that what I would try to do Thank because you. it feels like it is food. Okay. Right. Thank you so much. Good. Thank, Thank you, you John. John. Yes, thank you. Okay, we are with Cherie, Virginie, Pet Psychic, and Clairvoyant, and we're taking your calls. Again, star two will raise your hand, or you can join by web call. Uh, let's go to Greeley, Colorado. Hi, you're unmuted. What's your name, please? Last digit hi. of the phone number. Oh, hi. There you are. Hi, what's your name? Oh, <laughs> oh wonderful. Uh, Karen. Karen. Hi. Yes, yeah, thank you for taking my call. Hi. So, Sheree is the name of your pet, and uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the name of uh, it's my brother's dog. And her name is Stink, and she got out about a week ago. She's elderly, and we don't know if she went somewhere to go die because she was elderly or if she's lost and we should still look for her. But we've looked high and low, and we can't find her. And I just want to know how she is and where she is and, um, yeah. Um, well, th- yeah, that's kind of a loaded question to do in this in this forum um, because that really takes a lot of really focused energy. But what I can tell you, um, how long has she been missing? Since what day? Uh, About a week. Okay. Um, So the, the, the image that I'm getting, I don't know what day this image was. That's the only problem with it being this long, but I can tell you that it's, it's daytime and there is a, a park like setting. And she was wandering right. around that area. Right. That's where she lives. It's a park-like setting, the apartment complex. Yes. Exactly. Ah. Well, I feel like that's where she was hanging around. So I would think that it, traditionally what animals do is they kind of stay very, very local to where they went missing. Right. So more than well, likely she's still in that same area. Okay. Okay. I I was just wondering if I should keep looking or stop looking um because uh, my god Oh no no. I I would keep looking. Just put up colored posters so people know that she's, you know, people are looking for her 
And um, yeah. I, I would continue looking for her. Okay. Okay, I will do that. Yes, good she luck was with blind. that. She was, she, was, she was kind of blind and she's elderly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's the problem is that there's, you know, there's a sight issue there and she can't really find her way back. So she's just kind of hunkering okay. down. <laughs> okay. 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 Thank you. All right. So I know you're going to get off this call and go look for her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Good luck. Good luck. Yes. We hope you find her. Let Thank us know. You. Send me an email, okay? Good luck. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Good luck with that. Thank you. Well, you know, the focused energy to go deep within that and really explore that as well is available. Cherie Virginie offers personal sessions, and you can access that on the special offer link on this webpage. So let's hear. Here's a question from Patty in Japan. She's not on the phone, but she writes in. She says, I work at the pet shop, and I'd appreciate if you could give me some advice what I should care about the most when working at the pet shop. I always pray that they'll find their owners as soon as possible. It's sad to see them being in those spaces. We try to keep them as clean as possible. And I also want to know, how can I communicate with animals? Wow, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that is a really difficult situation to work in a pet shop. I'm assuming the ones there are like we have here in the U.S. Um, you know, the, the best thing that you can do is spend time with as many of them as you can and make sure you come from a heart-centered place. Try not to have feelings of sadness or um, making it kind of known that you feel bad for their situation because they, they pick up on that. We want them to stay as positive and in the moment as possible. So I would just spend as much quality time with each one of the of the animals as you can. I think that's the most important thing because that's what they really crave. Is the human interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, so how can you best talk to, to animals or them? You know, the process really works best when you do it very, very fast, meaning you either look telepathically or you can say with your voice, ask them a question. The thing to remember is the answers come very, very quick. So if you don't think about an answer coming and you just allow the answer to be received, you'll get it very, very quickly. The hardest thing is is dropping the subconscious and thinking when's the answer going to come because the answer is probably already there. Mm-hmm. And I do want to make a mention that we did a two-hour online healing retreat where you spoke uh, more in depth on how we can communicate with animals. That is also um, a download that comes when people book a. Uh, animal session with you, a reading. Okay, so thank you. One last question from Patty. Should I get a dog myself? Uh, there's one my dog fell in love with. It's a female toy poodle. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. If you think it, go get a dog. Yes, beautiful. Okay, let's go back to our phone line. We will take more callers. This time, it, I believe it's Ginger in Wilmington, North Carolina. Hi, you're unmuted. Yes, hello. Thank Hi. you for taking my I wanted to ask Sheree a question about my cat, Shima. Uh, who has been Hi, scratching. Hi. Hi. 
Shima has been scratching and losing weight, and I have had him at the vet and run tests, and I think he has allergies um, for the scratching part of it, which I can't really find what it is. So if Shima can give you any information, that'd be great. Um, have have they checked her thyroid? Yes, they did. They said the thyroid was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, hold on just a minute. Let me just talk to her. Can you tell me what you're feeding her? Um, it is a, oh, goodness, I think it's called Good Life Cat Foods, um, dry food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you know what protein source it is? A chicken. Okay, that's probably your problem right there. Hold on just a minute. So the the mouth is itching. Um, so that leads me to believe that it's probably food. Um, the mouth is itching and her back end is itching. So have they have they allergy tested her for food? No, they just ran the panel, um, you know, the basic panel to check her thyroid and liver and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, where is she itching? Um, she just like um, scratches more like at her ears more, you know, behind the ear and. Um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe bites a little bit, like, you know, as if he had fleas, but she doesn't. Yeah, no, 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 she doesn't have fleas. Um, one thing that I might do is I might I might put her into a, give her a limited ingredient diet, um, and I probably would stay away from anything foul because that's usually your highest allergen meat. I would probably stick to like a lamb, um, a venison, or a rabbit, even beef. Or fish, any anything other than fowl, and I probably would. If will she eat wet food? No, no, she really prefers a dry. Mm-hmm. Um, then I would try to find a limited ingredient dry that doesn't have a lot of chemicals or additives in it, because I feel that this is food. Okay, okay. And then as far as like the weight loss, is that something? Um, yeah. Um, so, when? Do, how long has the weight loss been going on? It has been going on maybe six months. But I do have. Okay. Um, any, a, yeah, I was just wondering. Do if you have maybe what? That was a cat that I um, brought home maybe a year ago, and I'm not sure if maybe it's stress from that. Stressing, stressing out. Yeah. Let me just. Find out. Has she thrown up at all? She had any tummy issues? No. Okay, hold on. What's the cat's name that you brought home? Snow. Okay, hold on. I mean, it that that's a little bit of it. You know, there is a little bit of stress from there, um, but I I don't think that it's all from there. So when I talk to her about what's going on in her body, um, she's talking to me about a burning in her stomach, which would lead me to believe that's probably stomach acid. Um, 
and then really something going on with the mouth. Have you had her teeth looked at? Yeah, when she went in for the exam at the vet, they did look. You know, they did the exam and the test. And and the teeth are okay? They didn't say anything about it. Um. I might I might just kind of have a visual of the teeth and the gums, see if they're a little bit pink because there is there is some type of uh, uncomfortableness in in the mouth. It's itching, but it feels like there's also a little bit of pressure towards the back. Okay. I might try something with her, like Rescue Remedy or something the drops that will help calm her down a little bit. Um, and sometimes they do better with um, with um, warmer and wet food, it, it kind of sits a little heavier in the tummy and calms them down a little bit. If she won't eat that, then like I said, I would just try a limited ingredient dry um, and see if, if you can get the itching under control with that and if she just feels a little bit better. Even like a freeze-dried raw, you know, you put it in your cupboard, you can break it apart. It's like dry food or you can add water to it and make it wet food. Okay. If there, just say I tried switching her to can. Is there a can of food that you would recommend? Um, like um, you know, uh, tiki cat or waruva. Um, I believe those are are pretty limited ingredient. And there's another one called hound and gatos that's supposed to be um good. Um, but if you could get to a to a raw, I think that would kind of be your best bet for her. Okay, the raw freeze-dried? The freeze-dried raw, yeah, because it goes right in your cupboard. You can crumble it up and serve it dry like that in little patties and little cubes, or you can add water to it. But I probably would try like a, a fish or a rabbit. Okay. Okay, thank you. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. Okay, wonderful. You know, this uh, we talk about this a lot, the food source, and so that's very helpful okay. to many of us. So we'll pay attention to that. And if listeners have any questions about that, uh, just let us know. Um, there are a number of people with um, cats that have pee-pee issues. <laughs> so uh, I'll go... Yeah. yeah, the litter box issue. Um, we'll get to those. I want to. I want to say, Elizabeth, I am sorry. Elizabeth said, "What a what a time to have a show about animals today." They just put their beloved dog Luca to sleep an hour and a half ago. So, uh, oh, Elizabeth, that's I'm sad. So we know. Yes, we know what that's like. So, Elizabeth yeah. asks, "Is she happy and okay?" Well, it typically takes three days once they transition for them to start communicating with me. But without even talking with her, usually they leave the body very, very fast. And they're greeted uh, from a, a loved one that's either a, a dog mom or dad or a cat mom or dad or a bird, whatever species they are from. And they're taken right into into those arms, so they're always surrounded by love. So I, I would I would say rest assured that um, Luke is in a very beautiful place and surrounded by love. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we've talked about this before. They do hang around us. They do. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
So beautiful. Okay, let's, um, Kate in Boise has a cat named Kiki. I had a cat named Kiki. That's, I love that name. Well, Kiki has pee issues and weight issues, and she is quite young. What does she need to be functional again? Has has Kiki been checked for a UTI? That would be my first thing. Okay. That's a good because one. Because typically when, when a young cat has a litter box issue, usually it's a, a urinary tract infection or a, a blockage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Karen. Karen has two cats, Apollo and his sister, Athena. Apollo goes through times when he pees outside the litter box, mostly on soft objects such as carpets. How can I help him? Um, okay, Apollo. Okay, hold on. Did did she? Is that a question where they typed it in? Yes, over the Q and A box. Okay. Okay. She didn't say how long that Apollo's been doing this for. Karen, if you could type that in, that would be helpful. How long has Apollo yeah. been doing this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because initially what I'm getting is that he would like more one-on-one attention. Um, but I don't I, I don't know how long he's been doing it for because there could also be another issue in there. But initially what he's telling me is that he wants more one-on-one attention. Okay. All right, very good. So, Michaela, Michaela has a dog. I lost my dog to spleen cancer on 8-22. Her name was Sophie. She would have been nine in November. I would like to ask if you can connect to her and see if she has a message for me. Is there any reason why she wanted to leave this world? Uh, Okay, hold on just a minute. Um, so the first thing that – what is her human's name, Sophie's human's name? Michaela. Michaela. So the first thing she wants you to know, Michaela, is that the work that she needs to continue doing with you, she needs to be on the other side to do it. She did what she could with you in, in physical form. But she's saying, don't worry, I haven't left you. I'm still around you quite a bit. And um, she's saying that she does come to you quite a bit in your dream state and talks to you more about where she is and what she's experiencing. Hold on. She's saying, but please tell her that she didn't do anything wrong. There's nothing that could have prevented this. I needed to come over here for my soul's growth to continue the growth. Um, And she's saying, just look for the hummingbird. Mm. Beautiful. Okay, Michaela. Still so tender. I know. It's very hard to leave our when our beloved pets cross over. Yeah, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. We we feel for you, and also for um, Elizabeth as well, and anyone who's going through that. Okay. Uh, we we did hear back from. Uh, um, Let's see, Karen with Apollo, and Apollo mm-hmm. is 12, and so for the past few years, he's been doing that. Yeah, <clears throat> I would give him some more one-on-one attention. If he has been checked and he doesn't have 
a UTI and it's behavioral, um, the thing that I'm getting very strongly from him is that he just wants more one-on-one -on -one time, I guess, without Athena. Okay. Isn't it interesting with cats, as cats grow up um, as siblings, they do there is something where they, they need to be, they, they kind of bond together, but then they need their separate ways sometimes. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's just like us as humans. Could you imagine living with your siblings as adults? <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll get serious again. All right, uh, uh, Janet's cat, Rocky is 14 years old, and she will poop in the litter box but not pee. Why? She's a black and white tuxedo cat. There are four cats in our house. She's the oldest. Yeah, hold on. Let me ask Rocky. Well, she said because the litter box smells. Okay. She doesn't... She doesn't she doesn't want to have to walk on the litter that smells. Um, and she thinks that the boxes are just for pooping anyway. I, I, I think there might be something going on with the dynamic of the four cats. Now, we probably don't have time to get into that now, but I, I would ask her to look at the dynamic between the four cats and see if there's something kind of going on there. Um, because I, I think that that behavior might be related to one of the other cats as well. Okay. It really is fascinating. I know, um, Cherie, you helped me with my pets, and you just are so spot on, and it's just amazing to see you work. Okay. Oh, thank Let's, you. Uh, yes, it's beautiful. All right, we're going to go back to our phone line. Let's go to Annapolis, Maryland. You are unmuted. What's your name, please? Kathy. Hi, Kathy. So tell Hi, us Kathy. Uh, your pet's name Hi. and your question. Um, kiwi. Kiwi. She's a bird. Okay. She started biting her. Okay. When did she start? Um, a few months ago. Okay. What kind of bird is she? A sun conure. Okay. And how old? Uh, seven. Okay. Hold on just a minute. Is she biting everybody? Well, there's only two in our family, my husband and I. She Is she biting both of them? Yeah. Yeah. I'm Sounds getting that like this a... is hormonal. Uh -huh. Um, You know, you might really want to look at her diet. Is she on a low-energy diet? Do you give her a lot of seeds, or is she on a lot of fruits and vegetables? It's a mix. I, I would eliminate the seeds. The what? Eliminate the seeds. I would give her her a good pellet and and some low energy of vegetables and fruit because this feels hormonal to me. Ah, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. 
Has she been laying any eggs? Uh, no. I have a feeling, though, she's a male. <laughs> Is she? That she's a male? Oh, she hasn't been sexed? Yeah. Ah, well, even if it's if it's a male, there's a hormonal thing going on. Is 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 he or she molting? Is there anything that could be going on that's a little agitating? Um, she lost her um, toys, so I need to get another one where she chews. Um, yeah, well, of course, you know they they need to chew to release some pent up energy. Um, I would really look into dropping the seed out of the diet and adding more fruits and vegetables and some pellets. It's going to be hard to switch because over she to loves. Uh, yeah, but I think it's essential because that's that's a high energy diet and and you know she's she's captive, so she doesn't have an opportunity to fly miles and miles to burn off that that energy. But she does okay. want me to tell you that she loves you both. This isn't about that. Aww. She's just feeling agitated, and I think it, for some reason, I'm getting hormonal. Okay, I will do that. You, and you might try getting her some Avicalm. Have you heard of that? Avicalm, A-V-I-C-A-L-M? No. Okay, it's a powder supplement. You put in their food, and it has a wonderful calming effect. You might try that for her. Oh, okay. I thought maybe it was the cat bothering her. <laughs> she's not bringing up the cat. Um, she she's just. Um, I'm getting this. There's a lot of pent up energy, and like I said, that could that could very well be hormonal. Okay. All right. Great. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Kathy. Okay. Pretty cool. Let's go on to our next caller. This time, it looks like Karen in Burns, Oregon. Hi, Karen. You're unmuted. Yeah, hi. Yeah, I have a dog that's lost control of her left hind leg. Her name is Sunny, and I'm just wondering if there's anything one can do. What's... Okay, what's happening with her left hind leg? She has no control of it. She can't walk on it. She's jumping on three okay, legs. Okay, how, how long has that been? Uh, well, it started a few months ago. Okay. Has she been to a vet? Yeah. Okay. And they can't find anything? Well, they say it's arthritis. So I'm um, giving what her I'm in feeling a is... chondroitin and things like that. Yeah. What I'm feeling is that there's something going on in the sacrum, uh, the spine down. Um <clears throat> I wonder if there's something that's compressed, a nerve or something that is compressed. What you might want to do is if you take your hand and you hover very, very close to her skin, not touching it, but hover very close around that back end area and see where you feel heat coming from, that's where your inflammation is. Yeah. Because when I when I ask her, it feels like it's coming from the spine. Okay, so what can you do about it? Well, you can get her some acupuncture. Um, acupuncture. That's the first thing I would do. I would take for some acupuncture. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, if if you do feel heat coming from there, try to put either a cold compress on there um, or, 
you know, and if you could get her into a swimming pool where she can move that leg, if she's got any water therapy, you can do. But really, acupuncture would be your best bet, even if you can get CBD oil. That probably would help as well. What Get what? Um, a CBD oil, cannabis oil. Oh, cannabis oil. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If with a little bit of THC in it, like a four to one or a five to one ratio, I think that might help her feel better as well. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but if you if you go over and if you feel heat, if the heat's coming from the spine or the back end, like the back sacrum area down by the tail, that's where you can tell the acupuncturist to focus on. That might bring her some relief. Okay, okay. Thank you, Karen. Okay, thank you. I hope that she thank feels you, relief. Thank you, Yes, the CBD oil, uh, that is amazing. People are using that good in their stuff. health, and, yeah, it's really good stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, here's another uh, a sad one. Um, Joyce in Burbank, she says, I rescued Mallory, an 8-year-old cat, three years ago from our animal shelter. She seemed very happy here and was a loving friend and companion, except for attacking me without provocation several times. The first time was six weeks after she came to live with me and was out of the blue. Twice I needed medical attention, antibiotics, etc., and several other times I should have gone to the doctor but took care of it myself. This past March, after another vicious attack at night in the dark, she was put to sleep. I struggled with the decision and was counseled by a very compassionate vet, but other available options for an 11-year-old with her history would have been euthanization in a shelter or living out her life in a cage in a strange facility. He came to the house and all was done with love and dignity while I held her in my arms. But I still carry tremendous sadness and grief, and I feel I betrayed her. Can you shed some light on her behavior and the reason for it? Yeah, you know, her her history is one where she wasn't able to trust humans. There was a lot of um, abuse there from her past and surprise abuse. You know, when she wasn't expecting when she would be sleeping, uh, things would happen to her. Somebody would sneak up behind her. So for her, she had a real issue with trust. It was really not about you at all. You came from a very loving place. It was a trust issue within her. So she's actually saying thank allowed her to get out of that body. And the body felt like a prison for her. Um, so try to lift the guilt from, from your heart. You actually did the right thing for her. Um, but she wants me to apologize to you for hurting you. It wasn't really a She just didn't feel safe from years of of being safe. Okay. All right. We hope that helps. Vicki in England says, my sky is 15 and has been with me for 13 and a half or 13, 14 years. She's been my wonderful companion in great health, except slower and slightly confused at this time. I wonder about sky's spiritual path, her spiritual connection with me, I feel there's much dependence between us. Mm-hmm. Hold on just a minute. Is Sky a cat or a dog? Vicky, you have to type that in very quickly for us. 
Okay, hold on. Because there is some parallel lives going on between the two of you. Um, Interesting. And all the lives before this were human lives. So you, you guys were, were humans. Um, in one life in particular, Sky is telling me that you were, you were twin boys. Um, and uh, something happened at a lake. And um, one of one of the one of the twins, I don't know if it was you or Sky, um, uh, wasn't able to swim, and the the other twin um, tried to go in and save um, the the one that wasn't able to swim and was unsuccessful. And <clears throat> there is. Um, even though that that was understood that one was supposed to leave before the other one, in this lifetime, <clears throat> there is a really close bond that they don't want to let each other out of their sight. Um, it's a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful um, bond and a really really close bond. And I believe there are other lives as well, but that's the one that Sky's talking to me about is. The, the twin boys and being in the lake and uh, one left before the other one. And so in this life, they're, they're very well connected and they keep an eye on each other. Okay, beautiful. Cherie, when you work with your clients and people come to you for a session, uh, that goes deep. And I, I think that's about an hour, right? Or so? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of your favorite stories about how people have really healed or um, overcame some of their issues with their animals. Yeah, you know, I <clears throat> I have one client that comes to mind that um, she adopted an older um, dog from a shelter, a, a senior, and she's a senior herself. And, you know, this when this dog came into her life, she was kind of shut down. And even though the dog was older, when the dog came into her life, the dog had never really had a puppyhood. So he was just such, such this little, like a little puppy again. And he actually brought her out of her shell to where they were going on walks every day. And she was taking him to the park and meeting people because when they were going on walks, you know, the humans would start talking and the animals would would be interacting. And so she she really got her life back by rescuing this this senior dog. And they actually both ended up getting cancer at the same time, which is pretty interesting. And they both ended up coming through that together and they passed within about two weeks of each other. Um, so it was really a beautiful, beautiful journey of the two of them. Um, and, uh, it was, it was nice to see both of them towards the end of their life, just have the best time ever. I mean, really what was just truly so special to watch. Yes. Thank you for sharing that story. And also it's just so interesting, the parallel lives and past lives that we have with animals. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Okay, There's always a connection there, you know. There always is. Yeah. And I know um before we've shared about dreams when my cat went missing and I dreamt about him and he really was coming mm-hmm. to me. 
and uh, showing me what he was all about. And then after we learned what had happened to him, he was hit by a car. Um, He came in a dream again, and he was all healthy and beautiful. So it was really wonderful, the dream space and the animals that are there in the dream space. So look for that because they are there. Okay, let's go up to Twin Cities, Minnesota. Last phone number, last digits of the phone number, 0266. Hi, you're unmuted. What's your name, please? Oh, hello. This is Karen. Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. How are you? Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. (laughs) So I have a question for you. I have a wonderful dog, Boomer, who has been displaying recently um unusual behavior um he hides and he shakes uh, when under what circumstance well originally it started um i noticed it which you know he's 4 and he's never been fearful of fireworks before but i noticed it this year around the 4th of july But then after, um, so I attributed it to the fireworks and then, but then a couple of times he did it when there were no fireworks. Do you know what the circumstance was? Was it, was somebody coming in the door, leaving the door? What was the circumstance that he just went and hid? Um, You know, there, and, and that's the thing that I really started watching was, um, I, I notice that he'll start panting really quickly, and then I'll lay my hand on him, and he's shaking. Mm-hmm. Um, what What's his breed? Uh, he's a golden retriever. Okay. Um, and has he had any seizures? No. No, I, I actually, I, I was concerned about that previously. Um, mm-hmm. I have had several um, dogs who have had seizure issues, but, and they, mm-hmm. they when they're having a seizure, they emit um, a smell, and he's not disorientated. That's, I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's coherent. You know, he's coherent. I can see it in his eyes. The reason why I'm asking is because he's telling me that, that his jaw starts tightening up. And it scares him, and that's one of the first indicators of a seizure is the jaw tightens up. And he's telling me that his jaw starts tightening up. Oh, no. Okay. Um, do you notice if it happens more in the morning or at night? Um, just usually in the in the evenings. Mm-hmm. But it it's okay. not Hold you on. know not like just just as an example he hasn't he hasn't done it for a while I haven't you know he hasn't done it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on just a minute. Let me just see if he can if he can let me know what else. How long does it last for? Um, sometimes for 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 a while. Um. But it, but it almost seems like he's a, he, it, to me it, because he looks. Again, I've had dogs that have had seizures, and you know mm-hmm. I, I could they emit a certain smell. I, I know that's hard. I, it's hard to understand, but I, I don't ever smell that on him, and I can see coherency in his eyes. Like mm-hmm. if you know he he wants to be near 
near one of us in the family when that's happening. Yeah, yeah. Hold on just a minute. Let me see what else he can tell me. Hold on. So the, the, all I can tell you is what he's telling me. So he's telling okay. me the jaw tightens up, the heart starts racing. Okay. Hold on. And he feels like he just wants to lie down or sit down somewhere that is a smaller space where he feels safe. It doesn't feel like he's scared of anything because okay. when I ask him, is there fear, he's not letting me know that there's anything fear. This feels like something internal that's going on that's triggering this. Um, have you tried to give him anything to calm and relax him? Um, I will put lavender on myself. I'm a little fearful mm -hmm. of um, because I read so many conflicting yeah. things on the Internet about essential oils. Yeah. So sometimes sure. I will try to put that on myself, on my body, and, you know, have him sit with me. Yeah. Does it help? Um, you know, I really I, – I, I just try to make him feel secure. I mean, when it, – because yeah. it feels like fear to me. I, I You know what I've – it they they typically don't last long and I'll and I'll let him be with me, you know, when he's when when that's happened. Yeah. One thing you might try doing is putting, you know, something tight fitting or snug around him. Oh, okay. Because that will help, you know, whether it's a, you know, a thunder shirt or a shirt or a blanket or something that is snug around him. Um, okay. That that will help as well. Um but just just kind of be aware of the of the tightening of the jaw uh, when okay. when the dialect okay okay um so then i probably would just try wrapping him and seeing if you can keep him a little bit a little bit more safe and secure but the symptoms he's telling me is the racing heart and the tightening of the jaw okay We can I also say that um we love him dearly. Oh <laughs> does yeah. does he does he feel loved? Oh he feels adored. Okay. Good. Oh yeah, he feels absolutely adored. <laughs> okay. I just want him to oh, just yeah. he is so treasured with us, so I I just he has <laughs> just been just been an absolutely amazing, amazing, and we just uh, everyone in the family just adores him. Oh <laughs> well, he feels pretty special, so you're doing something right. <laughs> okay, perfect. Thank you very much. Oh, the Lovely. the one thing he's telling me to tell you is that he likes Elton John. If you could play Elton John uh, for him, <laughs> Elton John, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. And it looks like Don't know Daniel. Where he's heard it, but he likes it. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had some Elton John songs queued up. That'd be funny. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna cloud in my eyes. Yeah, I'm gonna see. I am gonna see. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that when we get off the call. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Alrighty, Karen. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Bye -bye. All right. 
Um, we have someone, I don't have a name, but we adopted a Chihuahua mix a year ago named Foxy, rescued from Mexico. She seems to carry a sadness with her, and we're just wondering what's going on. Um, yeah, she misses. There's, um, there is, I don't know if these are her puppies or siblings, but there's a young boy and girl uh, that are dogs that she misses a lot. Um, the one thing that you might try is, I don't know if she's an only dog, but if she is, maybe try to get her a, a companion, something that she can maybe mother a little bit. Um, but her, her heart is really missing the brother and the sister or the the two babies. I don't know if it's, I don't know what the relationship is, but there's just two little ones that she's missing. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, Tisha in California says, uh, my dog Azam is 14 years old, German Shepherd. He has hip dysplasia and trouble getting up and walking some days. And sometimes he's incontinent. I'm wondering if his life is good. Ah, let me, let me ask him. Hold on. What's his name? Azam. A-Z-Z-I-M. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hold on. You know, he he's basically a happy boy. You know, he says he has good days and bad days. Once the, the days where he's uncomfortable surpass the good days, then he would look for some assistance in helping him leave his body. But for right now, today, he's okay. He's okay. Good. Okay. Um, let's see. So, yeah, there are, um, Karen is saying, has anyone known how there's many callers named Karen? I did notice that. Yes. Yes. A lot today. Okay. Um, and Karen says she has two cats, Matisse, aged 11, and Lyra, age 8. We are living with a friend, and Matisse has fallen in love with my roommate. I fear he may get depressed when we leave. Can you ask him what I can do to help his process when we move? Yeah, hold on. Well, all he's saying is let's just make sure that where we move to, that that's the happiest place that we can be and that we're going to stay there. It's really, he will miss her, but it really is about you being happy. So as long as you're happy and the place that you move to is the best place for all of you, he'll be okay. Yes, okay. Well, we have time for two more callers. We are going to go to Miami, Florida, and it looks like Yvonne is on the line. Hello. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Hi, so your, your pet's name? My pet's name was Sheba. I had her... Uh, so she was about 12 years old, but she developed cancer, and she was the cancer was spreading all over, and uh, it was awful for her. She was in so much pain. When I feed her, she would just run, eat the food, and as soon as she swallowed, she had to run from it before she could come back and eat some more. So she was in so much pain. However, I had to put her to sleep. The vet said there was nothing they could do for her, and it has... Um, it is very hard for me. It's been many years, but for some reason, because I had to put her to sleep, I can't seem to uh, come to grips with it. Uh, what happened mm-hmm. is that now that I try to 
anyway, I um I love animals. I love cats, dogs. Anyway, back I came I moved from where we were living and now I've developed this very severe allergy to to cats, no matter how far they are from me, as long as we're in the same vicinity, my throat will like it's closing up. I have to take like two Benadryl, and I'm blaming myself. I'm thinking that this is a this is some kind of a repercussion for putting this animal to sleep. I would leave work a little day to go home and to to change the dressing because I'm a nurse to change the dressing on her because she started to smell him leaking. It was horrible to watch her suffer. I couldn't take it. I'm wondering, can you right. can um, can you reach her for me to find out if she's okay? Yes. So, what was her name? Sheba. Sheba. Yes. Sheba. Okay. And Sheba was a dog. So, no, she was a cat. A beautiful cat. Sheba was a cat. Okay. What color was she? She was sort of uh, gray, pale gray and white, okay. just very grayish, okay. yellowish white. And she, um, I had her since she was like a couple of days old. So she was old. So we were yeah, hold on just a moment. Sure, thank you. Right, so she's she's around you a lot. And she's saying to there's no need to be upset at all or think that there's anything that you did wrong. Um, she's saying actually she could have gone two months before you helped her go. Oh, so she's thanking you for helping her go. Oh. And there's there's nothing but love for you from her. Oh, because I loved her like my child. I have no children. She was my daughter. Oh, yeah. There's nothing but love for you. So just let that heaviness leave your heart. It, it's, it's not coming from her at all. She's got nothing but love and appreciation for you. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, oh. let it go. I'm trying so hard to let it go. It just won't go away. Well, you just need to know that she's she's very, very happy, and she's very, very content. And she's still around you a lot, and you you did one of the most loving things you could do for an animal is you helped her get out of that body when she couldn't get out on her own. Thank you so much. I appreciate your help. Oh, you're very, very welcome, and just know that she's with you. So talk to her like I'm talking to you. Talk to her. She'll answer you every time, but she's around you a lot. Oh, good. Thank you so much, because I live alone now, so she'll be my companion again. Yeah, yeah. Nothing but love for you there. Thank you. I love her, too. You know, this brings up a good question, and I know it could be helpful. When you do sessions and you're one-on-one with people, you really are, you know, you're saying more than just what the animal is experiencing. You truly are assisting people with this pain and the sadness and the grief that we have when our animals leave us. So, and I know we talked about... It's a a really tough thing. You know, there isn't a lot of support for people that lose animals. And it's it's a deeper pain than sometimes when we lose a human. It's just it's a it's a whole different it feels whole, really entirely different. And I think it really helps people to be able to connect with their animals, to feel that unconditional love again and to know that 
they haven't gone away anywhere. They're just in non-physical, but that they're still very much around and that that the human did everything they were supposed to for this beautiful soul. Um, so it, it really does help, but it's, I wish there was more support for people that lose animals because it's, it's really a hard, it's a hard thing to go through. Hmm. I see a new, new earth business of people yeah. having a call line or a helpline. Well, that's what you're yeah. doing. So thank you for that. But yeah, there will be more support. We will make it normal. So yeah. it's interesting because we've talked about this slightly before uh, but two facets I want to share, and I know our listeners will resonate with this. Sometimes my dog, um, we had a dog, Cooper, who passed. And sometimes my dog, Roxy, acts just like Cooper, the same mannerism. Yeah. This, and so it feels almost like that dog is walking in for a moment. Yes, they do walk in all the time. They do that. They go in and out of bodies all the time. See, that's amazing. And on the same note, yeah. um, for those who have lost their pet, like Yvonne was so close to the pet and some of the other people, um, we can go and find another cat. So Yvonne, go get another cat when you feel the time is right and tune in to your guidance. Cherie, what would you say about her ability to find the cat reincarnated? Well, you know, your your animals will always guide the next one to you. So you will you will always get the animal that you're meant to have and a lot of times you will see the similarities because your animal will walk into that body and then walk back out again. But it really is about trusting your heart and, and feeling that heart connection to that animal. And when you do, just know that that's always guided from a pet on the other side. Okay, that's very cool. And I know it's comforting. Yeah. It's very comforting. Okay, well, yeah. our last call today, we are going to go to, I believe it's Donna in Georgia. Hi, you're unmuted. Hello. Hi, is this Donna? Hi. This is Donna. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Hi Donna. Hi. How are you? Good. So you're good. Tell us uh, your question for Cherie. Well, my question is that I have a cat and I have a little pug that's newly introduced and they seem they have this like love-hate relationship. But I feel like my pug Delilah has been with me before. Yeah, you're right. Delilah has in, in in quite a few lives, not just one. But my cat Tiffany, I mean, she tolerates her. They have this like love-hate relationship. Well, so you're all three women, right? Um, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> so it's yes, yeah, so it's a lot of female energy. And so you know, they're they're trying to balance the, the female energy between the two of them. And so it kind of looks like they're kind of a love-hate thing, but they're really just trying to balance all the female energy. It really would be nice to get some male energy in there to kind of balance things out a little bit. No, my son lives here, so there's male energy. But then when my daughter comes home, my pug Delilah more knows nobody but her. <laughs> it's, yeah, more She's like her best friend. 
no well, one else you know what's exists. Is is the two of them? Although there's a love hate thing, they're very bonded. Okay, that's good. So they're they're very appreciative to have each other, um, and you know, I mean, your cat really thinks that um, she's a lot smarter than than Delilah, um, and she thinks Delilah that. has a funny face. Um, <laughs> but you know. But really, there is a great love there. And Delilah, you know, thinks, what is what is your cat's name? Tiffany. Tiffany, yeah. Um, Delilah thinks that she thinks she's better than everybody. So they do have their own little little things that they do between the two of them. But there is great love there. There is quite quite a bond there. Okay, good. Thank you very much. Yeah, now, uh, Tiffany is asking for um, for a caller with, purple stones on it or lavender stones (laughs) okay all right we can do that it's not a problem does delilah is she trying to tell me anything special yeah let me ask her because she's Um, been ugly the last couple of weeks she's been peeing where she shouldn't yeah hold on just a minute um are you going away anywhere um, no, I've been working a lot of hours. I've been helping out ah, with the hurricane ah. effort, so I've been spending a lot of time away. Ah, uh, yeah, that's bothering her. It's it's really bothering her. Um, is that something that's going to continue, or has that subsided? If they stop having hurricanes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping. Okay, let me just let I'm her hoping. know. Okay, let me just let her know that you're busy helping other other people that experience this that it's not that you don't want to be with her it's just that you're you're busy doing something else that they need you hold on just a minute i'm just going to ask you to be a little forgiving about it well they just want me to tell you that they miss you and that they love you when you're not there they miss you oh but i miss them too yeah yeah there's there's a lot of love there so you know, I, I would say just keep doing what you're doing because you, your animals um, know that they're loved, and that's a that's a beautiful thing. Okay, great. And we just need to get a purple collar with purple stones, stones like amethyst or, yeah, okay. yes. Okay. We'll be going to Petco. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully you can find those have at fun. Petco. I you know, either that or Amazon. Yeah. Or you might have to start yeah. a new earth business. See, there's another new earth business. Beautiful. Crystal Thank so collars. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. Have a good Thank one. Thank you, sweetie. See you, too. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Lots of ideas here. Pet related, passion related. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cherie Virginie. This has been a beautiful call. I know you've helped so many. Sorry, we can't get to everyone on this call. But again, if you resonate with Cherie's messages and the assistance, we invite you to check out her special offer. It is a beautiful package of a personal session as well as a two hour online healing retreat communicating with your pets. So, Cherie, I want to uh, say something as we end our call today, because before we started our call, you had mentioned something going on when we look out in the world, like recently with the um, 
hurricanes, natural disasters that are out there. I had mentioned it's kind of sad. And you said, actually, it's not. So share that with everyone because uh, it's a beautiful uh, thing to witness people taking care of animals or liberating them from situations that maybe were not so good. Yeah, because, you know, we're hearing a lot on the news and on social media about people leaving their animals behind and abandoning them, tying them up to trees, whatever. And the beautiful thing about that is those animals now have a chance to go onto a, another loving home, go to another state and be adopted by a family who can give them a second chance and really show them that humans can be good, or they transition out of their body, which is still better than being treated with such little compassion that you're going to be tied to a tree while there's a flood coming and you have no way to get out. So it's really a beautiful thing that they get another opportunity to either go on to the other side, which they don't fear death at all, or they get to be with a new loving family that will give them more compassion and love that they got in their in their first home or the home that they were abandoned from. Mm-hmm. We love that perspective. Really, it is comforting. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this beautiful show today, for answering so many questions from our listeners. Again, apologies for not being able to get to everyone on this show, but if you're interested, Cherie is available for you. So as we say goodbye, Cherie, any last comment that you'd like to share that we didn't get to? I, I would just say, you know, just really, really, be present with your animals. Try to be as in the moment with them as you can. You'll get the most out of your experience on this planet with them. Um, and just just really come from a heart-centered place as much as you can when when we're around them and interacting with them. It's, uh, it's the best thing we can do for ourselves and for them. Yes, that's worth repeating. It's the best thing that we can do for ourselves and for them. And we've also heard on this show, when we heal ourselves, we indeed heal our animals. Cherie, Virginie, thank you, thank you, thank you. Say hello to your mother, Judy Callie, and we look forward to... I will, and thank you. Yes, and big hugs, and we look forward to our next show with you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, well, now it is time to have a little fun and tap our toes and dance our way to the cosmic heart. Enjoy. Can't keep my hands to myself. Think I'll do some more, put them back up on the shelf. Until the little baby girl is in need. Am I coming out of that? Feel, but you feel it still 
Thank you for listening and thank you for dancing with us in our collective intentions as they go across the universe to the cosmic heart. I'd like to thank my wonderful team at AcousticHealth.com, Heidi, Tony, Tom, Pam, Suzanne, and Garner, who assist with the production of Quantum Conversations, online healing retreats, and more. And thank you, too, for listening. If you've enjoyed this program, please share it with your friends and loved ones. And we thank you for shining your magnificent light and adding it to the world. This is when we love ourselves like no one else can. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste.
The conference is now completed. Goodbye. Welcome to the conference. Please enter the conference ID, followed by